Greetings, lovely listeners. You are listening to Saga, a podcast where a dude and a chick discuss art and animation. Who are we? Sarah and Garrison, two nerds discussing what's really important in life, cartoons. You may have also heard us from our previous podcast, The Theory of Creativity, or MSG, otherwise known as Movies with Sarah and Garrison. Why are we doing it? We find the podcast format enjoyable as well as we have some experience within the field, and it gives us the freedom to experiment as well. So why the name Saga? Because Sarah and Garrison, plus in animation, stories are told, hint at Saga. Don't think about it too hard, okay? So welcome to welcome to this week's episode of Saga. This week we'll be fumbling into the Peanuts movie. Spoiler alert, this audio may contain spoilers, so please proceed with caution or an open mind. I don't care. All right, um, let's get into the news. We have quite a few news stories. Uh, makes sense because we took a week off. Um, first, we have uh, two new new trailers. Uh, the Sean the the Sheep Two Farmageddon trailer came out a few days ago, and a CG Dragon Quest movie is coming out as well. The trailers yes. for that are mm-hmm. on. Are uh, are are on our stuff that we like page. So go check that out on potsaga.com. But um, yeah, they look pretty cool. Uh, so Lisa Hanawalt, who has worked on Bojack Horseman, will be getting a new Netflix series called Tuka and, and Birdie. It's about two bird people, but they do human things. So kind of like Bojack. Bird. Person, yeah, <laughs> and that will be coming out May third of this year. And Disney Channel has announced a new animated comedy series, M- Amphibia, which is about a-, a girl and a frog person, and that will be coming out this summer. And we also have, uh. Some pretty mixed feelings on the Dumbo movie. I know that you were not excited about this. Okay, so I I saw it this weekend, mm-hmm. and it was actually really good. I was impressed. I cried a couple of times. Hmm. Yeah, that I'm kind of tired of Tim Burton. <laughs> Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. Ah, okay. Well, you I mean, it's not like Tim Burton's normal stuff, I'll say that. It's it's got Tim Burton-esque feel to it, but it's I think somebody took the reins from him in a lot of the creative outs, outlets, but they were just like just do the lighting and some of the texture that the film has and then we can do the rest. Right. So, a lot of the sort of complaints that people had with this movie is that the original movie that came out in 1941 was only 64 minutes long and this one was twice that so they felt like they padded the runtime out and it just sort of dragged on well i will say that danny devito's character did play a huge role in this film it wasn't like he just 
stepped on set for a day. Like he was there probably the entire time that they were filming. And um, yeah, he played a huge role throughout the whole film. And a lot of like the actual human characters played roles versus just like the elephant and then the mouse, like all of those characters just kind of stepped aside because nobody, none of the animals could talk in this film. It was all humans. Right. Yeah. That's sort of what people were saying that, that Dumbo sort of took a backseat in his own movie and they kind of, they kind of felt weird about that. So. Yeah. 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 But he's a cute little elephant. I think he's actually way cuter in this than he was in the original, you know, 2d animation he looks terrifying in this (laughs) he is not the stuff of dreams or i'm sorry nightmares uh um so yeah your last news story oh well we have two more uh so netflix uh has announced their initial cast for the live action cowboy bebop reboot uh series it's uh 10 episodes long apparently um and spike spiegel will be played by john john cho who uh you know harold and kumar series that's him and what's that i said neat i'm excited yeah have you seen cowboy bebop before oh yeah i've seen them all Hmm. so i haven't seen it but I want to sometime. It's interesting. Uh, you definitely got to see it. And Mustafa Shakir plays Jet Black. You may know him from Luke Cage season two, who who played uh uh. Why am I blanking on his name? The main bad guy uh, of season two. Of and what? Luke Cage. Never seen it. Uh, do we have? <laughs> Daniela Pineda, who plays hmm. Faye Valentine. And Alex Hassel plays Vicious. Vicious. And what's in- interesting about this is that it's written by Christopher Yost, who has written Thor 2 and, and 3. And we have also Alex Garcia Lopez, who has written The Witcher. Uh, and Dare, Dare, the Daredevil series and the Puncher series on Netflix. Hmm. Um, okay. So pretty strong writers. So um, this is this is exciting. This is pretty good. I I think that they are going to do it justice, like hardcore justice. Um, I hope it's not too oversaturated. Like they don't try to put too much into it, and they make it more artistic than they do. Like just you know, putting it out there for the world. To see, I guess. Like I, yeah, I hope that they make it really good. And I'm sure they will. Yeah, um, they, they, they really need that jazz score. Like the music plays a big part in that series, from what I've gathered, and they really need need the music in that. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, so for our last news story, this one's kind of a downer compared to the last one. I'm sorry. Um, this is another sexual, like, gender gap thing that's going on in the animation industry. Just, you know, it just keeps coming out. I'm not, 
I'm not upset about it, but it is, you know, it is sad. Like we, we should be aware of these things all the time. So um, Disney is facing a lawsuit on terms that um, a, an individual, a woman believes that she is being paid uh, pretty large gap compared to the men that are working similar positions than she is. So it's about 16 to $40,000 gap difference between herself and the six other men that she might have the, the same position with. But, um, you know, the thing is, is like, I don't know their backgrounds. I don't know her backgrounds. Like maybe one is more, um, well equipped to work in certain scenarios. Like it's maybe they women. just, what is it two women? Yeah. Okay. So maybe, you know, maybe somebody or, you know, like maybe the guys are more, experienced or something but yeah like that was sort of my initial impression so i'm not quite sure where to stand on this quite yet so i want to wait for an, an investigation and more information right that's but, the thing it's like i don't know yeah. the whole story there like and you know that's that's a pretty large amount sixteen thousand dollars and to forty thousand dollars that's like almost two months worth probably or i don't know how much they get paid maybe like one month's worth of just paycheck i'm trying and to think about that it's like how can you make sixteen thousand dollars a month and yeah anyway side note and 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 even if it turns out this is true and Disney is sued, I mean, really, it'll probably just be a drop in the bucket for for them since, you know, they're one of the most uh, richest you know, companies in the world. So it probably won't hurt their brand too badly, but. Uh, no, yeah. they'll probably be like, oh, yeah, here's your 16,000 you <laughs> yeah, minimum yeah. for what that would be. Um. But yeah, so that's the end of our news stories and our news segment. Please go to podsaga.com to check out um, the links to the stories and all the resources that we find here. Um, yeah, on to the main event, which is Charlie Brown in the Peanuts movie. All right, so the Peanuts movie is about a boy named Charlie Brown who fumbles his way through life, and then he he uh, meets this girl. This there's a new girl that comes to class, and uh, he tries his best to approach her, but he can't muster up his courage, and uh, he's had so he's made several attempts to court her and to um, uh, gain her attention with these grand gestures and things like that. Um, but, uh, the other kids sort of give him a hard time and, you know, he's sort of down on his luck a lot of, of the times and yeah, that's pretty much the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So what'd you think about it? Tell me. Well, uh, 
like I said, uh, this is like the second time that I saw this movie. I saw it back in like 2014 when it came out. Um, okay. And since then, I have learned more about Charles Schultz, who created the Peanuts. And uh, I don't know too much about him myself. Yeah, it's interesting, um, which which we'll get into more later, I'm sure. Okay. But okay. um, it's pretty just sort of sad. Like I almost teared up a couple times. Aww. Uh, thinking about you know what you know like this was his, his life, right? Like he dealt with a lot of of similar things in his life. But uh, Charles Schultz claims that he is not Charlie Brown, even though when you look at younger pictures of him, he looks a lot like him. And he also had a dog that, that looked like him. So It's yeah. kind of hard to be like, nah, but really, though, you kind of are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you had a connection with this. That's that's a good thing. I never really had a connection with the Peanuts. I didn't grow up on the Peanuts. I grew up on things like Garfield and Captain Underpants. Um, so I didn't pick up on the Peanuts too much. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought that this movie was really cute. I also thought that it was definitely made for children. This is one of those movies that's like, it's hard for me to sit and be like, oh yeah, this is definitely interesting. But it's... It's a kid's movie. Um, you know, I think I'm realizing now more and more that that kind of style and format that this kind of movie is made in, it's super round. There's hardly any like jaggedy edges and anything. And like everything looks super soft and clean. Um, those are all made for children. And it like, it brings me back to that idea of like, you know, wow, like seeing things through the eyes of a child is so different compared to like seeing things as, a, as an adult. Well, I would say that, okay. So Charles Schultz's style was a lot more de- de- uh, detailed, but he sort of streamlined it uh, after doing, you know, cause this was a, a daily strip, you know, he drew this thing uh, da- uh, daily. So I think his style sort of changed in order to keep up with the fast paced job of doing a, a daily thing. I see. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's interesting the way that the, the industry will take you like, you know, however it does take you, your style may change. Mm-hmm. And the animation was interesting. Like it sort of reminded me of Into the Spider Verse, how they blended two D and three D. Yeah, you know, I I do I do like that too. Like it reminded me of it too. But you know, as far as like the animation went, I noticed this right off the bat that I think that they're animation at a lower frame rate because everything looks a little bit choppier you know like how the old animations used to kind of look like yeah. um 
their movements would just be like kind of sporadic in some ways. So I think that they did that with the 3D animation and it turned out to be kind of like one of their best qualities. Yeah, it's funny that that you mentioned that because that was actually one of my facts. Uh, yeah, so the backgrounds actually, they were static. They never moved. Um, and the characters were intentionally animated in a choppy lower frame rate uh, to m- to mimic the feel of the uh, old specials on TV. So, wow. Nice catch, yeah. Yeah, they definitely did that. Um, I don't know. I don't really have much else to say about this film. It's a good film to watch. You know, show your kids it. I, I recommend it's like for ages six and under, I think. I think any older and they'll get bored. Okay. Uh, uh, so I, I have a few notes. Uh, Snoopy was the number one ma- number one wingman. Like he, I would like him to be my wingman. <laughs> pretty good. The dog man. Yeah, yeah he's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I think the scenes with the Red Baron, they were added to sort of add more excitement to you know for for those with perhaps short shorter attention spans yeah those were like really like <laughs> fast paced and things like that you know yeah yeah uh it warmed my heart to see charlie brown help the kid fly the kite e- even though he couldn't uh ever fly it i thought that was sweet yep and and i think one of the reasons why i liked this so much is because it you know one of my favorite genres are like kids interacting in school settings, mm-hmm. like like in Recess, South Park, Clarence. Yeah. Uh, in Classroom. Uh, I really like that. Like, um, did you ever see Captain Underpants? You really never shut up about Captain Underpants, Steve. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the OG comic for me, okay? Like, I loved Captain Underpants. I cannot, I cannot say that enough. Okay, why is a grown man hanging around kids in his underwear? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't have the answer to that question, okay? I just know that he's a superhero and he's funny because all he wears is underwear and a cape. What is it about? It's about flatulence a lot, actually. Maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> like, just like, you know, potty jokes. It's just a potty joke comic book. What does he have, like, poo-poo stains? Yeah! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there might be, like, a villain or something called, like, the poo-poo stain. No, that's that's not true. Don't listen to me. <laughs> yeah, um... Uh, so I'll give this a, give this a, give it a, a 7.5. 7.5 out of 10? Yeah. Um, I give it a, um, I'd say like a 6.8 out of 10. All right. Um. I think that's all for the the talk. Um, shall we move on to the facts? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, 
So this was the, uh, this makes the fifth theatrically uh, released Peanuts movie. The first being A Boy Named Charlie Brown in 1969, Snoopy Come Home in 1972, Race for Your Life Charlie Brown in 1977, Bon Voyage Charlie Brown and Don't Come Back in 1980. Hmm, I didn't know that there were other films. Yeah, a lot pretty popular back in, oh, oh, oh yeah um i didn't write this fact down but uh he was actually you know in the peanuts prime he was one of the uh the most highly paid uh comic artists uh of all of his time i wonder how much he got paid i don't know in the millions probably i, I think it was in the millions wow yeah. I'll have to check on that. Fact check. And uh, Charles Schultz uh, had depression. Uh, he has talked about that several times. And and this was during a time when it, a lot, it wasn't like a lot of people really didn't know about it. And they kept telling him to like, to like uh just don't feel sad and things like that oh man yeah. that's not something you do <laughs> just stop it guys just stop being sad okay and then yeah yeah and, we, and uh th- this the script for this movie was written by uh charles schultz's son and grandson hmm that's so cute and Bill Bill Melendez, who died in two thousand nine, uh, they kept his voices for Woodstock and Snoopy for this film. So that's pretty neat. Wow, two thousand eight. That's yeah. more than ten years later. Yeah, they kept they kept his uh his work. Yeah. Wow. And Noah Schnapp, who. Uh, who plays Will on Stranger Things, voices Charlie Brown. That's pretty neat. Okay. We also have... Uh, oh, yeah, so this this one was, is... is uh, this one is pretty crazy. Um, so Charles... Uh, Charles and one of his friends, they were both interested in this girl who had red hair, like the girl... In the movie and in, <laughs> in the comics, her name was Donna Mae Johnson. It was sort of a love triangle. Uh, Charles wanted her to marry him, but she hasn't made up her her mind at this point. But later on, she made up her her mind, saying that she chose the other guy because they were childhood friends. They knew all the same people, and they went to the same church. So. If we look back at the movie and Charlie Brown sort of had a, a happy ending with the girl, it may not end very hap- very happily for him. Oh, so, yeah. Well, I mean, she, ending. yeah, spoilers. She did just leave him. She was like, yeah, I mean, I, you're nice and all, but like, bye. <laughs> You just can't catch a break. Um, nope. Uh, 
I think that's it for the facts. Uh, trivia. Okay, so on to the trivia. So these answers can be found on our website at podsaga.com, but feel free to take a little poll that we have on our website to kind of see who can get the most right answers. So question one, over what season does the movie take place? Question two, how does Charlie set off the sprinkler at the winter dance? Question three, what item does the red-haired girl lose? Question four. Whose test scores were they actually? And question number five. What score does Charlie Brown get on his test? All right, yeah, you can find those answers and questions on the podsaga.com website under episodes um, just click on the episode and it'll link you to another page where we have all of our links for the um, the news that we've covered today, as well as our trivia and answers and questions. Um, thank you for listening. We will continue next week with one of the newer films for this year, which is really exciting because this film looks delightful. So thank you for listening to our show. Come back and we will be covering the missing link. So thank you for listening to our show. Come back next week as we find the missing link. And please share us with your friends and family as we would love to continue this podcast about your favorite animations. All of the information here is researched by Sarah and Garrison, and this podcast is produced and edited by Sarah Zadri. Special thanks to Joshua Phillips for the theme music. All while doing our research, we come across some amazing little videos and shots about the process of animation and we will be happy to share this information with you on our site, www.podsaga.com. And if you have any questions about the animations we will be covering, please don't hesitate to ask. Thank you and have a good day.